I appreciate the moments that we take on the Lord's Day morning to calm our hearts, to be quiet and to be still before we open our worship. The Bible says in Psalm 46 and verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. It is good for us to calm our hearts and minds from all the cares and activities and concerns and worries of our lives. And to do so for a few minutes before we enter into the worship of God, to gather our thoughts and to gather our affections toward Him and His Word. I'm glad that we do that, and I hope that you will use those moments wisely. Please open your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, so that we might enter into the worship of God, rejoicing in what He's done for us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us, as we look at this ninth chapter, and I hope you did last evening, be thankful for the great reformation that we are part of and that we came out of and that the Lord arranged for us with His servants John and Paul and the apostles in between the two of them. We have so much to be thankful for. I can't preach the chapter. I have before. I will again if the Lord gives me breath and life. But I hope that you enjoyed reading the first ten verses as it listed the furniture and ordinances of the Old Testament and then said those things which really couldn't do anything, not even make their consciences satisfied, were imposed on them. It was a schoolmaster. It was something they wouldn't have chosen themselves, but it was imposed on them until the time of Reformation in verse 10. And after that, we have the blessings of bloodshed once, no more death of animal sacrifices, a way open in the presence of God. It's glorious. Let me show you just a few things that I hope you may have seen even last evening as you read it. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 8 says, after describing the day of atonement and the high priest taking blood into the Holy of Holies once a year, it says in verse 8, the Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. While Moses' tabernacle or Solomon's temple or Zerubbabel's temple were standing, the way into the holiest, which is where God dwells, was not yet made clear. It was not yet made plain. Because they couldn't see that clearly. Only one of them, the high priest, could go in there only once a year and could go in there only with specific blood to cover for his sins and the sins of the people. But brethren... We know the way. The way is the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Lamb of God, whose blood was spilt once for all, and we get to go boldly into the presence of God, into the holiest of all, by His blood and His name. And we can come boldly, because we live on this side of the Reformation, of that former side that that was only looking at the good things to come. And guess who has the good things to come? They're not good things to come for us. They're good things to come for them. We have them. Right. Amen. 
There are good things that Jesus has opened up the way into the presence of God. Verse 10 tells us that it was the time of reformation between John and the destruction of Jerusalem. Verse 11, But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. There's a temple in heaven that wasn't made by Moses, Bezalel, or any of his assistants. It was made by God. And Jesus Christ is the mediator and high priest of that temple. But the reason I wanted verse 11 is, and it uses this expression a few times in this chapter, being a high priest of good things to come. Those good things to come were only from the perspective of the Old Testament. It's not still talking about something future to us. It was future to them. We have it. Jesus Christ is our high priest. He is now interceding for us at the right hand of God. Verse 12, Neither by the blood of goats and calves... But by His own blood He entered in once. Not once a year, but once for all time into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Those priests of the Old Testament were only giving a figure of redemption that would one day be purchased. But we live on the other side of the purchase. It's a finished transaction. And for that, we have eternal redemption. Verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The, the, The thought that I wanted of this verse is a good conscience, purged by the knowledge of the blood shed of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that when the Bible says that baptism is the answer of a good conscience, this is where it comes from. Because Jesus died for us, washed away all our sins, our conscience is free now from those sins because we consciously receive the message of the gospel that it's a finished transaction and we give God the answer of that good conscience in baptism. This is where it's obtained. By the redemption given to us in verse 11 and by the gospel bringing the news to us in verse 14. One more verse, 15. And for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death. Theologians love to talk about the means of different aspects of salvation, or the instrument, or the instrumental means of various aspects of our salvation. And here we sit on the Word of God only, Hebrews 9.15, the means of our salvation is the means of death. We believe in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. The first Adam made us sinners, the second Adam made us righteous. Because it's by means of death. It's not by means of faith. It's not by means of baptism. It's not by means of righteousness. It's by means of death. That the Lord Jesus Christ obtained eternal redemption for us and put the covenant into force. The covenant was God's promise to us of eternal life. And the last will and testament of a man requires his death in order for it to go into force And Jesus died and put the last will and testament into force. We were the beneficiaries of His will. It was dependent upon His death. And it had been sanctified in its picture form and its real form by the blood of Christ. And the blood of animals picturing the blood of Christ from Old Testament to New Testament. It's means of death. And the testament went into force when Jesus died. God who cannot die arranged a perfect 
Savior for us, who was God in the flesh, who did die, that put that everlasting covenant into force. And so the last will and testament stands. We are the beneficiaries, and the benefits include the riches of glory forever with our Savior Jesus Christ in the presence of God. Oh, what a reformation. I'm so thankful for this reformation and to be on this, this side of this reformation. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us and given us the privilege of being in the better things to come. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, we bless thee and praise thee. We adore thee and thank thee. We lift up thy great and glorious name and thank thee for thy son, Jesus Christ, most and chiefly of all. But we thank thee for John the Baptist, for the law and the prophets were until him, and since that time the kingdom of God was preached. We thank thee for our brother Paul that was given an understanding of these things beyond all other men, things that were kept secret from the foundation of the world. We thank thee, Holy Father, that you have brought Gentiles into your covenant and that you have revealed your gospel to us, the gospel of our salvation, telling us of the wonderful things you have done for us. We bless and praise thee this day. We thank thee for the reformation of religion imposed on the Jews of the Old Testament until that time. But now we see those good things that they were forced to look forward to obscurely through the figures and types and shadows of the Old Testament. But now we see clearly thy only begotten Son, his finished transaction at the cross, sitting in heaven, reigning for us and interceding for us. And we can come boldly into thy presence. And thus we do this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for loving us and choosing us in Christ before the foundation of the world. We thank Thee for giving us a written revelation of Your will toward us and of the great works of God for our salvation and of the hope of eternal life and the coming of our Savior. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for the presence of Thy Holy Spirit, not with us for moments of military campaigns or momentary prophecy, but, Heavenly Father, abiding with us forever. Your presence in us, among us, around us, that we can have your strengthening and comforting power with us to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive us our sins and have mercy upon us. We have already prayed for this once this morning, O Lord, and maybe and hopefully more times in our hearts. But we ask you to cleanse us by your faithfulness through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ that practically we might be accepted and approved in thy worship this morning. For our nation, we bless thee and thank thee. For thy churches scattered abroad, we thank thee. We pray for both, our nation to be preserved and those churches to be prospered. And, O Lord, be among us as we turn the pages of Scripture, as we turn our hymnals and sing thy great and glorious praise. Bless us in our hearts to love thee as we ought. And this day, Heavenly Father, let us examine ourselves to make sure that there are no loaves expected, sought, or had that move us to love Thee. But let us love Thee for who Thou art, and because Thou hast first loved us and given Thy only begotten Son for us. 
Cleanse us, O Lord, from all competing and distracting objects of our affection and our attention, that we might cast ourselves wholly upon Thee in word and deed, with the fullness of our hearts and strength and mind and soul, that our love for Thee will be according to Your commandment and according to Your will, that we might offer sacrifices acceptable this day. It's in Jesus' name and for His honor and glory that we assemble and now worship. Amen. Amen. Amen.